This week's podcast is part one of the difference between using a bank mortgage advisor and a mortgage broker. And my guest is Amy Wilson, mortgage advisor at CS Mortgage Solutions. I'm Craig Skelton, principal of the CS Financial Group, and my guest today is Amy Wilson, who is a mortgage advisor based in Liverpool. Welcome, Amy. Hi. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'll try and use my posh voice so everyone can understand me. <laughs> <laughs> well done. Have you got? A, 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 this sounds Go really bad if I say this, but I'm gonna say, have you got a posh voice, there, Amy? Does that sound bad? Does that sound bad if I say that? <laughs> Um, do I have a posh voice? I tend to start off posh and then it just slowly slips to scouts. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll forgive you. We, we'll try and get... It's a podcast, so we can't even do subtitles. So hopefully people can sort of judge the... Uh, hopefully people can judge the speed and crazy. speed up. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking, obviously. Uh, anyway, first time on the podcast, eh? I know, yeah. This is... Um, I'm going to cross this off the bucket list. Always wanted to be on a podcast. There you go. <laughs> now we've got you on the podcast. What you tend to find, Amy, is that yep. we can never get people off them. <laughs> just like, I just keep coming back. Like, yeah, I'll do it. <laughs> exactly, exactly. That's how it works. So I did one recently. Jamie came on a podcast recently and they were like, right, how quickly can I get back on? And we're going to do this. I'm going to do that. So, which is great. Absolutely great. Because we're giving <laughs> loads of information to our customers, which is all about. So... First things first, then let's um, get to know a bit more about Amy. So the mic is all yours, and let's let's hear about all about Amy Wilson. All about Amy Wilson. Um, where do we start? I love dogs. <laughs> so kind of where, like my background is, I started off um, working in a contact centre, waiver chief for Barclays. Um, started off just on telephones doing um, customer service kind of fell into the the mortgage world, shall we say. Um, and I started really in a department helping brokers with Barclay applications. And then, yeah, okay. became a mortgage advisor. <laughs> and that okay. was the start of a beautiful career. <laughs> Fantastic. How long were you a mortgage advisor at Barclays for? So it was, I think, time flies when you have fun. I think it was about eight, coming up to 18 months. Right. When kind of lockdown had already hit everyone was working from home when I decided to yeah see about what the mortgage broker life was like then be the mortgage advisor for a firm for a for a lender um so yeah it was just over 18 months okay and that's good because obviously that's why we're going to be talking today but let's just first of all I just want to recap a little bit you said about love of dogs right yes so have you got a dog yourself have you you and dan got a dog i've had so it's a bit of a bit of a weird one um so me and dan do have a dog called pepper but she doesn't live with us she lives with my mum um okay it's kind of a bit of a custody issue so we can't have a dog. <laughs> well, have you been to have you been to court? <laughs> You've lost yeah, custody yeah. of your dog, is that what you're saying? Yeah, Emma? I've lost custody of my dog. So yeah, we got Dan got Pepper for me as a Valentine's Day present when I was still living at home. So it was the year we actually bought the house. Um yeah, 
Dan got pepper for me on Valentine's Day. So it was wow. typical cliche. It was like, oh, you got me a puppy. We hadn't really thought of the logistics of it because we, we knew we were buying a house. Um, but, you know, boat working full time. Who's going to be there for the dog? So my mum kind of went, well, I'll keep her for six months. Let you get settled and then you can have her. So it's like, all right, okay. And then I got these lovely grey carpets and I was like, mm, do I really want a dog? Of course I did. I did want the dog. Um, but my mum got so used to having her that it was like, it felt a bit, felt a harsh just taking the dog off my mum. So me and Dan have visitation rights where we only see the dog on the weekend. So we pick her up on a Friday <laughs> night and drop her off on Sunday at 12 o'clock. <laughs> Brilliant. That is fr- that is brilliant. So at least, at least you've still got visitation rights. Yeah. It's quite funny that we've got like Eve and Sham who are based in Leeds. Eve's from Latvia. Her and Sham's dog is over in Latvia. Um, just how it worked out. I think we should rename the whole firm because I think it's pretty much most of the advisors yeah. have got a dog. Uh I don't think Angela will ever have a dog. She's sort of I don't think she has quite a, a phobia about dogs and she wants she wants babysat well, dog sat our dog. Um, which was hilarious. <laughs> That's that is a story for another day. The dog was absolutely fine. There was no harm to any dog because obviously we have a dog loving firm, <laughs> very dog animal loving person. So uh, so yeah, definitely yeah. There's no issues there. That we are very much a dog loving sort of business. Or I think we could rename yeah. the business or something like that. So uh, anyway, enough about dogs. The whole purpose of getting onto on the pod, getting you on the podcast was not to talk about dogs or your visitation rights. It was giving you background of being a bank mortgage advisor and you're now a mortgage broker. We just wanted to, we covered this very, very early on in the podcast. So it is about six months, seven months ago that we sort of picked this up. But I just wanted to go back over it now with regards to, let's talk about what the process is. So let's explain what the process is when you go and see your bank compared to the process when you see a broker, what's the sort of, like the products are available, the difference between those people and us, and then the sort of about specialist stuff. So we're going to talk about the process of a bank mortgage advisor. So I wake up today, think, right, I know who I bank with. It might just be your past employer. I'm thinking, right, I want to see or speak to that, my bank's mortgage advisor. What would I do? What would the journey look like for me as a customer? So where you'd start off with is you'd call your bank and you'd ask to book an appointment with the advisor, um, depending, as I say, on lenders. We, the kind of process that we used to follow is we used to have a team, like a, a customer service team, specifically for mortgages, that would book your appointments in with the advisor. Um, kind of how that call would used to be, you all used to go, was you'd do affordability check straight up um the that kind of that customer service agent would run through some details with you so get an idea about your commitments your income um are you self-employed your employees have you got any background properties um is there anything unusual about the scenario that you're in so when i say like unusual is the is there something for the advisor to be factoring in? So are you going down like to help to buy roofs? Are you buying a property um, that maybe you've inherited? You're looking to do like um, an equity release or just something that's not your usual remortgage purchase rate switch um, application. 
that that call could be twenty minutes long, but it could have also been up to an hour, um, depending on like the complexity of it. Um, but that that first call that you make to book the appointment, you you weren't speaking to a mortgage advisor. You were just speaking to a customer service agent who had a list of requirements um, that they've got to ask in order to book your appointment. So yeah, I've had a, I, I did have experience on on taking them kinds of calls as well. So I can remember one way even before we got the appointment booked in with the advisor, it was about an hour, an hour and ten minutes talking to myself, running through various affordability calculators and just talking everything mortgages really. Okay. So really like that's like um the customer service advisor is like the sort of gatekeeper to the mortgage advisors diary mm. then really there's a lot of sort of pre-check going on affordability and stuff and things like that so you've got to get past that so that can be anything from 20 minutes to an hour first of all okay so, so brill so i understand that that's the start of the process so then i'm lucky enough i've passed the gatekeeper i've ticked all the boxes for the customer service advisor what happens after that so you get sent so you get sent your appointment confirmation you get sent your upload link for your documents you kind of get told that you've got to have your documents in 48 hours as a minimum before your appointment sometimes it de- it purely depends on the mortgage advisor you've been booked in with i can kind of speak from experience is that sometimes as the mortgage advisor you, you did have time where you could speak to the customer beforehand um you know, if you found yourself at like a spare ten minutes, I know that's a bit of a that's a bit of an unknown in this world. Like, if I've got a spare ten minutes, I'm going to call the customer beforehand. Um, but yeah, that's kind of how it was. Sometimes the mortgage advisor wouldn't be able to speak to the customer booked in before the actual appointment. So, to be honest, before you've even got your appointment, there's a lot that as the customer you have to do. Okay. As you say, getting your documents in. Um, the mortgage advisor, if they haven't got all your documents in, like if they haven't, if you haven't sent your wage slips, your bank statements, you probably find that your appointments would be rescheduled for another day. So even up until that point, you're still not having an appointment. Okay, so that's quite um, consequential in, in terms of when you think about that. If you haven't done, you, this is this is what I'm going to do. This is the list of tasks you have to do as a client before your appointment. If you haven't done those tasks then you won't, the appointment will be rescheduled. So there is quite a, if, if you're looking to see a, a bank mortgage advisor, then yeah, there's, there's consequences with that, definitely. Okay. so It's I, kind of like before you get to there, before you get to like your, your actual like appointment, so say for the, our appointments today at one o'clock, before then you'll have had to send all your documents in the advisor would have had to have time to review anything, just make sure that nothing was out of the ordinary. And even then on your appointment, it's not to say that that appointment was 100% guaranteed to go ahead. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah, no, no, totally. D- definitely does. Okay, so I've passed the 48-hour <laughs> rule and I've got all my documents uploaded and I've done everything that I should do. So, uh, so yeah, so then what happens in the... So then that, the next bit is then seeing the speaking to or seeing the advisor so what normally happens in that sort of process then so yeah when you've as you say when you've done all that you've got to the advisor appointments about an hour an hour and a half 
um, to be honest with you, a lot of the appointments is going over the stuff you've already talked about. So capturing your income, capturing your outgoings, um, and then probably for the first time, getting an idea on what your mortgage actually looks like. So what a fixed rate looks like, what a tracker rate looks like, how long we're looking to do the mortgage term over. Like that part comes at then. Um, and then we'll talk, okay. you'll talk about protection because it, it is important. So whether you speak to a mortgage advisor with the lender or you speak to a mortgage broker, then them conversations are probably the two most important that you'll have. So it's at that point you'll talk about protection um, and we'll okay. run through just some details, you know, what's important to you from a lender's perspective. You don't really go into details like about income protecting or anything like that. You're just purely looking at protecting the mortgage. And then, yeah, so at the end of that, hour and a half, you've run your credit check, your decisions come back, that's all great. You have a bit of a break. In between, you have about half an hour. The advisor will go away, put their recommendation together, give you a call back, run through what they're recommending for you and send you your documents out. And so how long, when you're sort of saying you have a break, then, so how does that, the before the break, how does, long does that normally last? So you're talking about an hour, an hour and a half, where, as you say, you, you're kind of running through everything. Okay. Sometimes appointments can go over that hour and a half. It just depends. Something might have cropped up on that appointment that hasn't been picked up until that point, which might just need further exploring because an appointment is was three, you booked out three hours out of your diary. So if you're an hour and a half, is filled with actually completing the application. You'd have your half an hour break for the advisor to go away and put it together and then call straight back and run through the recommendation. So I'm recommending a fixed rate. Your monthly payments will be this. And that's kind of how it will go. Okay. So it's a lot. <laughs> Fine. So, so the whole... So- so yeah, so I'm just so yeah, I'm, I, that's why I'm trying to recap and process it right in my own, my own head. So, twenty minutes to an hour with the mm-hmm. customer service advisor, then the appointment's booked in. Upload all my documents. It's mm-hmm. then a three-hour session, up to three hours with the mortgage broker. So you've got an hour, an hour and a half to go through the fact find, checking the details, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. You then have a break for half an hour, and then mm-hmm. you come back and present. So really. You can be sort of up to, and I'm going worst case scenario, you could be anything from two and a half yeah. hours up to four hours in total with the whole yeah. situation. And as I say, a lot depends on that first call. If we go back to the very start where you're doing affordability checks and that with um, the customer service agent, a lot, a lot of the times the information that you've told them, you're going to be telling me again as the advisor. So it can get quite repetitive as well. Okay. Which it's not the best experience. Right. Um, no one likes explaining themselves twice, but it, that was just kind of the way it went. Okay. No, no, I get, I get the process. I, I understand that. And uh, it's not something that's too straightforward, but in terms of, I understand what the process is. Like I say, it could be timely, could be repetitive, but uh, but you like I'm clear now in my mind what the process is if I went to see a bank advisor, yeah. generally speaking. I know you're represented at the time of one particular bank, but generally that's – and that's similar to what I've heard from other people that are on working yeah. for high street banks as mortgage advisors, so uh, that's fine. So how does that differ then compared to you being a mortgage broker? T- talk me through the sort of process. I wake up today and think, right, I want to speak to a mortgage broker. I go on Google – 
your name comes up, your firm comes up, whatever comes up, I then contact you. What's the process from there, really? So your information will come through. Either you'll speak to me like directly or I'll give you a call back. To be honest, that call can be 10 minutes, it can be 20 minutes. It's just getting an idea from like the customer themselves, what they're looking to do. Um, having like a bit of a general outline. So some might be looking first purchase, first time buyers. Um, some might be looking to sell and buy bigger. Um, so that's really just a bit of an introduction. This is me. Um, have we got any time free for an appointment just so I can give you a more accurate picture really of what it looks like and get some more details from yourself um, so that's kind of how that first call would go and then we've got an appointment weeks in yeah let's appointments weeks in and it's all about an hour an hour and a half depending again on what we're going okay. to talk about and in terms of between that sort of initial sort of speaking to that customer for sort of 10, 20 minutes and get and sort of gathering basic information mm-hmm. on what looking to do, et cetera, et cetera. And between then having the appointment between mm-hmm. an hour, an hour and a half, but again, depending on the customer circumstance, is there any sort of, do customers again send the documents through before? Do they have to do that? Is it consequence if they don't? Some do. Some of, some customers who I've spoken to have, have been like, in this process before so some will send over pay slips some will send over bank statements which again it's all great for you because you've got to get a more accurate picture but it's not a requirement you're not insisting listen before we have an appointment i need to see all this it's more than on that actual appointment itself it's gathering the information that you can then put together and go right okay so if they've been employed three months pay, pay slips if it's variable so you as the like the broker you're kind of picturing in your head what documents you're going to need but i think because you've got an access to so many lenses each have got their own criteria so before even discussing really documents i'd be looking at the lenses to see what they need and you know stressing a client out and going i need to know what your your blood type is i need to know your last dna check i need to know your bank statements i need to know this <laughs> where were you on the 2nd of march 19 2019 <laughs> it can be like uh, the, actually buying a house and going through mortgage appointments and it can have its own stresses on there so to then be i need this i need this i need this it can it can make a customer feel worse so if there's any way to not do that, I'd prefer not to do that and kind of like at a later stage, right, this is how it's going to look. I need these documents. Is that okay? I think that way, not it's, I think it's a better experience for the customer. Yeah, definitely. I think that's it. I think you're absolutely right. If the customers have got the documents, what are required, whether using a bank or a mortgage broker, it's this it's typically the same documents are needed. So if you've got those documents up front from from the start it just does make the whole process a lot a lot simpler um a mm. lot simpler so um okay thank you so much for listening to part one of the bank mortgage advisor compared to mortgage broker and we will continue next week